So the question is, how do women like us, age 50 plus, and dealing with high blood pressure, high blood sugars, and rising cholesterol levels, how do we keep our health numbers under control while we're trying to squeeze all the goodness we can from our life? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. Join me as I uncover the secrets of living a plant-based lifestyle, including how to avoid taking medicine simply by eating whole foods, shed the extra fluff around your middle without being hungry or joining a gym, make big lifestyle changes even if you think you have no willpower, eat food you love with no portion control. Let's get your doctor to say, wow, whatever you're doing, keep doing it. All this without meds or restrictive dieting. I'm Robin Wong, and welcome to No Pills, No Hunger. Hey everyone, welcome back to No Pills, No Hunger, episode 153. Hope you're having a great day. And, you know, we've been talking about stress, um, but I now want to transition over and talk about sleep, okay? I don't know why I'm, I've been thinking about, like, maybe I'm not getting, maybe I'm feeling a little stressed out and I'm not getting enough sleep. So these are really on my mind. Uh, but, you know, I think more importantly, what, what comes up is that I hear about this a lot from clients, okay, that they're either not sleeping well or their blood sugars are high. And then when we dig in a little bit, they've been sort of stressed out for whatever reasons, right? And so I just think this um, component of ma managing diabetes is overlooked. This, this um, um, sleep and stress are two, way, two areas that um, are just not looked at enough. And so that's why I bring them up because I think they're important as far as, you know, having total wellness and really being able to live well with diabetes, uh, we focus so much on diet um, and exercise, which are certainly a, a good place to focus, no doubt. Uh, you know, they are. And, and I, I am guilty of this. I am, you know, I focus on food a lot because I see so many um, positive um, results when people make dietary changes and behavior changes around their food. I mean, I see them reverse their numbers down and, you know, and get off their medications. And, and then we add in a little exercise and it speeds up um, some of the, you know, if they want to lose weight and speeds up this, this um, you know, this, uh, you know, progression down, okay, reversing. And so, and, you know, exercise just brings so many positive things. So, but yet, um, you know, my program, we also do um, weeks where we focus on sleep and stress as well. And so I think as well as, you know, um, more of intuitive eating, that sort of thing, but and it's multi, there's multiple th components to it. But I bring this to you because I just think that it, it, you know, it's one of these areas where uh, if you want total wellness and complete wellness and really to live well with diabetes, I think it's it's part of it, you know, sleep and stress, your stress levels are part of it and sleep and stress go hand in hand as well. So, you know, sleep is, an, is essential to our daily needs. It really is it's almost like food and water. It's essential. We need to sleep and we may feel that sleep simply rests our tired bodies um, and, and our brains remain active throughout the night. I mean, you know, but sleep plays a critical role in, in brain as well as physical functioning, okay? Um, yes, your brain is doing whatever it does at night, 
but sleep is in, is super important. So, you know, we have kind of this, you know, what happens when we sleep? We, we have our internal body clock called our um, circadian clock tells us when we're ready to sleep. And there are actually several um, circadian clocks in the body found in the brain and the other organs. And they're triggered by cues such as daylight when we feel most alert, right? And darkness when we start feeling drowsy. Have you ever noticed when the time changes, the clocks change? Um, you know, you start going, gosh, it's only eight o'clock. I don't know why I'm so tired because well, it gets dark earlier, right? But during the summer, when it stays light, you, you don't get, you don't realize it's time to go to bed till 10 o'clock. So, and he's like, nothing's really changed, but I mean, maybe that's not you, that's this is me, but I've, I've definitely experienced that. And the weather is colder, all those things. And so these, these, these kind of internal clocks can also be triggered by artificial bright lights, right? Or stimulants like coffee and, and alcohol that cause us to feel awake, even if it's nighttime. So it's like this override that happens, okay? And then there are, you know, several phases that our body experiences that, you know, I'm, I'm sure if you remember back learning about sleep, um, you have the REM sleep, right? The rapid eye movement and you have the non-REM sleep and we kind of cycle repeatedly through those phases about four or six times throughout the night. And it's not uncommon to wake up briefly between cycles. So, and you're like, oh, what? I know I need to be in one of those longer than the other. So stage one in the non-REM sleep, you transition from being awake into a restful state. And then that's stage one. The stage two of non-REM is you are in kind of a light sleep state. Your breathing, heart rate, and muscle movements kind of slow down. Your brain activity also slows. Body temperature probably drops. And then you have a stage three where you're kind of in a deep sleep state. This stage often occurs early in the sleep cycle, immediately following your light sleep. So you know, your heart rate and breathing are, are the slowest during this phase and you're not easily awakened. Uh, and events of the day are processed and stored in your memory. So think about it. if you never really get into a deep sleep, you don't do any of that. Um, and a lack of deep sleep can leave one feeling really tired in the morning, even if you've, you're achieving adequate duration of sleep. So you're sleeping that seven, eight hours, but you're still very tired. Maybe this is the stage you're not really getting into. And then you have REM sleep. And during REM, R-E-M, your pupils kind of twitch and move quickly from side to side. Um, and, you know, brain activity rises as you breathe faster and your heart rate increases. And it's the phase of sleep when dreams are most common and certain nerves signal your limbs to become kind of temporary paralyzed so you do not act out the dream, okay? Um, you know, REM sleep tends to occur later at night and into early morning. And memory is processed and stored during REM sleep. So... You know, um, and it, both are important, okay? So there's hormones that regulate these sleep cycles. Um, and there's kind of various neurotransmitters and hormones that are released by the brain that, you know, tend, that send signals to promote sleep or wakefulness. And many of these chemicals um, are stimulated by light or darkness, all right? So you have like a GABA neurotransmitter that decreases cells nerve cell activity and it plays a major role in allowing the body to sleep. You have adenosine, it's also another neurotransmitter um, that, you know, I think uh, 
kind of helps keep us awake. It's, it's also found in coffee and other beverages, keeps us awake and blocks brain receptors, okay? Um, and so these the adenosine kind of gradually accumulates in the brain during the day and is at high concentration, it makes us sleepy at night, okay? So it's kind of what this kind of brings you to the end of the day and starts making you sleepy. And then you have the melatonin, it's a hormone that's released by the brain when it's dark, it travels to cells to tell the body to sleep. And um, sunlight or exposure to light inhibits the production of this melatonin and increases the release of cortisol, which awakens us. So um, if you are exposed to too much artificial light, uh, maybe from the blue lights in our computers or um, you know smartphones, TVs, right? Uh, late at night, less melatonin may be, may be released, making it harder to fall asleep. So that's something to keep in mind. And then you have serotonin. It's the body's feel-good chemical, right? A lot of people get that revved up um, when they eat foods that make them feel good. It's also a neurotransmitter associated with both sleep and being awake. And so, um, you know, uh, hormones that counteract sleep, like norepinephrine, adrenaline, histamine, cortisol, these are all secreted in response to, to stress, right? So if you're having that stress, we talk about cortisol, um, and, and it's the cause that keeps your body alert and awake. And so if, if once a person's experiencing prolonged or chronic stress, like we've talked about, um, you know, your body releases another hormone, which in turn releases cortisol, okay? and and really when they've done studies, it's called um, uh, ACTH, this other hormone. Uh, it tends to be in people that have, who have higher levels of insomnia. So as I, I tell you these things, I just want you to be aware of it, okay? Um, and so there's really several reasons people don't get enough sleep. Um, poor sleep habits, maybe you watch television or using screens late at night or drink caffeine or alcohol beverages at night not following a regular schedule. When I work with clients, it's like, okay, let's try to go to set your phone, go to bed. Um, first of all, get off all screens an hour before and then set your phone to signal you when it's time to go to bed. Because sometimes people get kind of caught up in what they're doing and, and it's like you want to keep a schedule, that routine. Um, maybe your sleep environment is too noisy or too light or just not conducive to sleep, right? Um, I know this happens sometimes for kids when they go off to college that it's just they're in this community space and they don't have control over their sleeping environment and they really get sleep deprived. Um, you know, think about trying to sleep in a hospital, right? How often do people told you, oh, I didn't get a wink of sleep when that's really when your body needs it the most, right? It's healing. So it's just kind of um, ironic. Uh, you might, might attempt to sleep outside of the body's natural circadian clock, right? So maybe you're working an overnight shift or trying to make up for sleep during the day. And so you never really fall into those patterns as the REM and non-REM sleep that you need to really sleep well. Um, there's things such as sleep disorders, right? Um, sleep apnea, insomnia, um, that, that periodic limb movement, restless leg syndrome that really reduces uh, the deep or REM sleep and causes you to wake up. Maybe frequent urination causes you to wake up, especially if you're, you know, have diabetes. And so, or it could just be any other medical condition, right? So 
I think with diabetes, um, you know, what they have seen in lab studies is that, you know, show there's a higher risk of diabetes when there's both too little sleep, less than seven hours, and too much sleep, actually longer uh, sleep duration, more than nine hours, right? And so you want to be in that sweet spot. And they, what they saw was that metabolic changes might occur with chronic insufficient sleep such as those higher cortisol levels, which if you already have stress, you already have those. Um, and those lead to increased blood glucose, all right? Because we know cortisol will definitely raise up your blood sugars. And clinical studies have actually found um, both increased glucose and insulin levels, which in suggests insulin resistance, right? Um, and, and in sleep-deprived individuals, all right? So, Sleep is so crucial. It really is. And, you know, it, it actually, this um, not enough sleep actually kind of disrupts your um, regulation of appetite hormones as well. Um, you see, you know, higher ghrelin and lower leptin levels, which may lead to increased food intake and weight gain. All right. And, and again, that insulin resistance. So, it's just one of these things is, is all these things going on in your body that you don't even know about, right? Yet in our society, you know, uh, lack of sleep, a lack of exercise, um, eating on the run, being super busy, which leads probably to high stress levels, is sort of our lifestyle. And for many of us, we wear that as a badge of honor of like, oh, I'm so busy and I get all this done and I multitask and I get all this fit in. But yet we don't really look at what it might be doing to our bodies and to our health in general, okay? Because we're, our body knows what to do to stay healthy, all right? It, we're designed that way, yet all these modern-day things, um, we test it all the time. And so if we just let it, um, give it a helping hand and let it heal, it will. And so you can address your insulin resistance and, and bring your blood sugars down um, by sleeping and by lowering your stress and by choosing healthy foods. Because if you have more sleep and you're not so stressed out, you probably make better food choices, right? And you can plan and you can take care, you know, take care of yourself that way. So uh, please look at all these avenues. Look at this. Just take a look at it and see um, if maybe there's uh, a little this is going on. Are you not sleeping well? Okay. And why is that? Um, maybe you need to turn off your, your, um, your, your television and read instead and turn off the screens. Maybe you need to exercise and get rid of the stress or, or you know, maybe, I don't know what it is for you. Uh, I just bring it up because I want you to think about it. Okay. All right. Great. Hope you have a great day. Talk to you soon. Thank you for tuning in today. I know there's about a million ways you can spend your time and I really do appreciate that you spent some time with me. Thank you. If you got something out of this episode and know someone who would also appreciate it, make sure to share it with them. We are all trying to get healthier in order to live well, and you can show them you care about their health by sharing the, these messages. Want to start improving your health today? One place I like to start with clients is breakfast, since morning habits are the easiest to build. That's why I created a guide called Three Breakfasts to Lower Blood Sugars, which includes easy, delicious recipes for my favorite meals to start the day. Pick it up today for free at page.nutritionwithrobinrdn.com 
forward slash guide or click the link for three breakfasts to lower blood sugar in the show notes. Thanks again and see you in the next episode.